0: Well, anybody know what our text is? First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. Would you turn please this morning? First Thessalonians four. Let your eyes rest on it. Show respect to the word of the Lord. First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. For some weeks now we have been on the subject of keeping the love command. How to keep the love commandment. And uh, our text deals with this. First Thessalonians 4 and 9. He says, As touching brotherly love, you need not that I write to you, for you yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed, you do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia, but we beseech you, brethren, that you increase more and more, more and more in what? In loving each other. Another translation says, the message says, regarding your life together and getting along with each other, you don't need me to tell you what to do. You're God taught in these matters. Somebody say God taught. God God taught in what? How to love each other. The New Living says, God himself has taught you to love each other. Somebody say, God himself himself is teaching me me how how to love. Now, you'll find a whole lot of people, whether they say it or not, think or assume, presume, they don't need any instruction in love. Love is one of those mysterious things. It just happens. And you can't help who you fall in love with. And you can't help falling out of love. It's just one of those life's mysteries. Hmm? This is what the world believes. And sadly, many Christians in the same boat. That's why they're on their eighth marriage. Why? Because they fall in love. They fell in love with somebody else while they were married to number seven. And they couldn't help it, it just happened. And they fell out of love with them, the one they were married to. And how many know that number 10 is not far behind? You know, the Bible says the eyes of man are not satisfied, that we're warned about the lust of the eyes. And any person that you want to know, you say, okay, if you could have the most beautiful woman, the most handsome man, the most amazing woman, the most complete, perfect man, would you, having them as your spouse, never need to look at another person for the rest of your life? <laughs> Y'all don't know what to say about that. Do you? <laughs> What I'm saying is, no matter how amazing or how attractive your spouse is, you can always have wondering eyes. Yeah. You can always be, why? Because they are not new to you and you're not new to them forever. Right. Hmm? That's right. The newness is going to wear off. Doesn't have to become old and boring, but the newness is going to wear off. And the reason why people keep skipping from relationship to relationship is because they're chasing the newness. Well, that means the next person is, you know, only for a season two because you can't stay new forever. As far as being newly acquainted. Now, if you grow up in God, there can be a newness. To your relationship supernaturally. That's why Proverbs talks about the strange woman. It doesn't just mean weird woman. (laughs) Anybody read that or not? Where the writer of the Proverbs is warning his sons about the strange woman. What does strange mean? Strange means unknown to you. New woman. Strange means new. And if you'll follow your flesh, you know what it wants all the time? New. Uh-huh. Well, where does it end? It does not. The eyes of man are not satisfied. It doesn't end. If you're going to serve God, you've got to get a hold of it. Amen. Or else it'll ruin your life. Ruin your career. Ruin your life. Ruin your ministry. I well, I'm not satisfied with my situation. You need to believe God that He can satisfy you yeah. in your situation. Right. Yes. He can change you into a different person. He can change your spouse into a different person. You can grow so much, they can grow so much, you can have somebody new. Right. Them. Yes. The new and improved, them. Yes. They can have a new person. Yes. Huh? Yes. Every year, you can get somebody new. Yes. But it's the same one new and improved Them, new and improved you more like Jesus newness of life. What am I saying? Have the understanding to realize there is no one. There's nobody out there that's going to completely satisfy you just from following your eyes. It'll always be something else. It'll always be somebody else hmm and the why do people do drugs why do people drink themselves into oblivion they're trying to escape their reality they don't like their life they're miserable they won't out it's escapism and so whether it's going to the stores and loading up your credit card, spending money that you don't have, you can pretend for a few hours that you are somebody else and you have a different life. Whether it's filling your veins full of chemicals and getting into an altered state of consciousness, you can pretend for a few hours that you're somebody else. But how many know that can't last? It can't last. You're coming down. The credit cards are going to come due. You can't live like that. It's going to come back. It's going to bite you. That's not the solution. You can't drink yourself into a better life. (laughs) You can't drug yourself into a better life. You can't sleep around with everybody into a better life. That's not the solution. You can, in God, come to a better life. How many can testify God can bring you up to a better life? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every time I talk about this, I think about when the children of Israel delivered out of Egyptian bondage. They came through the wilderness just a little ways. And they came to the waters of Mara. Called Mara because it's bitter. Can't drink it. And they grumbled and they got upset. They were all thirsty. We're going to die out here from no water. All we got is this water and it's bitter and you can't drink it. And I'm sure everybody thought we need a new water hole. That's what we need is that this one's ruined. This one's bad, bad water hole. We need a new water hole. And the devil's telling thousands of people what you need is you need a new marriage. You need new kids. Your kids are crazy. You need, you need a new job. Your boss is mean. You, you need a new life. You need, no, no. Moses cried out to the Lord and he showed him a tree symbolic of the cross and the work of the cross and he applied it and the bitter waters became sweet, sweet. sweet. Glory. can the lord turn the bitter into sweet yes. you don't need a new water hole no. you need the work of the lord yes. to change the bitter into sweet yes. And even if you find a new one, it's not going to stay new to you forever. The new's is going to wear off. You're going to get back in some of the same stuff and you're going to find out everywhere you go, there you are. <laughs> First Thessalonians four. God taught to love one another. So we have been talking about how to keep the love command. We have a charge of the Lord in this church. When he first uh, church first began, just five years ago, he directed me in the time of prayer, three things that I was to teach and minister on repeatedly, and to stay with it. And this was number one: teach the church family. How to love each other. Teach the church family how to keep the, somebody say the, the, the New Testament command. So if you've been here, you know we've talked about it, we've taught on it different ways, and here we are on it again. Right. The other two was, we're to teach uh, how to live by faith. Yes. And the third one, how to be led by the Spirit. Yes. And so we are just into that and foundationally, but how many believe we can grow? Not, not just giving the same information to new people every year or so. No, all of us coming up to a higher level of it. And if you're here with us and this is new to you, you can get the materials. You can download them for free off of the Internet in their entirety and get caught up with us. But we're today and in these weeks on this subject, how to keep the love command. Did Jesus give us a commandment? Yes. An order? Yes. To love each other. Let's remind ourselves. Put it up on the board, if you would. The uh, John thirteen thirty four. John thirteen thirty four. What is the new commandment? A new commandment I give to you, Jesus said. That what? Love. That you love one another. How? I As I have loved you. This is why. Now they had been told to love. In the law, they have been told to love your neighbor uh-huh. as yourself. Hear the terminology. Yeah. As yourself. These are people not born again. People know that the love of God is not shed abroad in their hearts like the new creature. But what are we told? What makes it new? You love one another. Now this is our Christian family. These are our brothers and sisters in the Lord. As I have loved you. He loved us. Not just as himself. But he loved us sacrificially. Yeah. He was willing to sacrifice himself. Yeah. For us. Amen. Oh glory to God. Yes. That's the God kind of love. Yes. That's Christ love. Yes. Well if we're Christ ends. Christians. We're to walk like him. And since he has, according to Romans, shed or brought this love in our heart by the Holy Ghost, we can yield to it. Even though you got selfishness in your flesh, you can uh, keep your flesh under and keep your body under and yield to your spirit. How many know that you can keep the love command whether you feel like it or not? Oh, this is so important. Love is not a feeling. God is love. And love gave us the command to love. And you can feel like you don't even want to be around somebody and love them. Hmm? You can feel like slapping them and love them instead. It's an act of your will. You can feel like jumping on them and chewing them out and telling them where to get off and what you think about it. And in mid sentence, you can go, Well, I'll tell you one thing God loves you, and I do. And I'm going to go pray. I'll see you later. (laughs) You can catch yourself. In mid-sentence. Well I don't feel like it. Well you did not have to feel like it. It's an order. We're to even endure hardness. As good soldiers. Well when a, a superior officer gives the soldier an order. A command. They don't go. Let me see how I feel about that. No got nothing to do with how you feel. They'll tell you in a hurry, you know, about your feelings that you can forget that. This is you in the army now. Thank God you and I can lay aside our feelings. And we can obey the command. Can't we? Can you act like you love somebody you don't even want to be around? Can you act like you love somebody that makes you feel uncomfortable that you just want to get away from? Can you act like you love somebody that's been mean to you? Yeah. Yes. See, I'm getting fewer amens as I go. Can you just, Yeah, I guess I'll. Let <laughs> me go over this again slowly. Jesus said a new commandment. What's a commandment? An order It's an order from the head of the church from your Lord if He is your Lord there is no choice about this if He really is your Lord you can't choose whether you're going to do it or not if you're your own Lord then you can choose whether you're going to do it or not but if He really is your Lord choice has been made He commanded you to do it what did He command you and me to do? love Love each other how? as He has loved us And by this, all men are going to know. Hmm? Not by how much we talk in tongues. Not by how much scripture we quote. Not by how much we go to church. By this, how we love each other. All men will know that we really are Christians. We're the real deal. We really are His. Why? Because we're like Him. And what we're dealing with are the specifics of... Of how to keep the command. And he told them. You are God taught in this matter. God himself is teaching you. So I want everybody to say it out loud. Watching my internet TV. Everybody said out loud. I am. God taught. Taught by God himself. How to love. He is teaching me. How to keep the command. Hallelujah. Are you serious about it? Now You might say, well, that's all fine and good, but Brother Keith, I need healing. That's what we're talking about. Well, that's all fine and good, Brother Keith, but I can't pay my bills. That's what we're talking about. Why did the Lord choose this as the new command? Why didn't he say any number of other things? Why? Because on this hang all the law and the prophets. On this. How many know that faith is the victory that overcomes the world? Faith is how you get your healing. Faith is how you get your deliverance. Faith is how you get your bills paid. But. Faith works by by love. What if no love? What if you're ignoring the command? Well then it don't work. If it worketh by love. And it worketh by not there. Worketh by blank. Missing. Equals not worketh because the thing it works by is missing That's right. That's right. say it out loud again I keep this command, keep this command in Jesus name, in Jesus name. By, the grace of God. by the grace of God I set my will I set my heart I live this command I obey this order, I obey this order. In, Jesus name. in Jesus name every day I live, this. I live this. I'm a doer of this. I'm a doer of this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We must take it seriously. Yes. As a church. Yes. Not just as a high ideal. Oh it'd be nice. We ought to do it. It's an, right. it's an order. It's an order. It's an order from the head of the church. Do you respect the head of the church? Yes. I know there was a particular situation in ministry some years ago. And... Uh, The Lord had dealt with me to do something. And I didn't really want to do it. (laughs) And uh, it was going to be uncomfortable. And anyway, I went round and round about it and prayed about it and kept checking my heart. Finally, the Lord said, well, Keith, would you do it for me? Mm. (laughs) It's over. I mean, anybody know what I'm talking about? Keith, would you do it for me? He's done everything for me. Has he done everything for you? Whether you realize it or not, he has. Oh, he's done everything for us. Would you do it for me? Well, it's over. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Right? right. Yes, I did it. Glad to do it. Well, he gave you a command. He gave you an order. Would you do it for him? And he didn't just ask you to do it. He what? He ordered you to do it. He ordered me to do it. Well, Can you remember some things we've talked about? How do we keep the love command? How do I love my brother? Anybody remember anything we've talked about? Remind me. What does love do? Love prefers. Somebody say prefer. prefer. Prefer means to choose one thing above another. You know? What do you prefer? Beef or chicken? What do you prefer? Coffee or tea? What do you prefer? Well, if you pick beef, chicken got left out. If you pick tea, coffee got left out. And we're told, prefer the other person. Well, that means when I prefer you, I'm going to leave myself out of something. I'm going to put me, I'm going to put you ahead and put me behind. Somebody say, "Love love prefers. Now, it's not just talking about this. This means nothing if we don't go out of here and do it. You don't have to raise your hand, but uh, just nod or look at me knowingly. Uh, has anybody in here endeavored to put this into practice at all to prefer somebody besides yourself? Yes. Huh? Yes. If not, what are we talking? Why are we talking? Right. Right. Good. No, we must make an effort to do it. Said out loud. I will, I will prefer, my brother. prefer my brother. I will, I will, I will prefer my sister. I'll choose, them I'll choose them over myself. Over myself. I'll prefer them, I'll prefer them above, myself. above myself. We also read, you know where he said, that we are to esteem other better than ourself. Esteem. Count. Jesus demonstrated that. He laid aside his garments. He took on the garb of a slave. He knelt down and uh, washed the disciples' feet. It, 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 it shocked them. And Peter said, no way. He said, well, you don't understand now, but you will. And if, if you don't allow me this, you know you don't have part. He, well, he changed quickly. He said, well, then not just my feet, but my head, my hands. Give me a bath. I mean, because I do want to be a part. He changed. But did he feel like that intrinsically, did he believe he was inferior to them? No. But is he treating them? He's acting like he's their slave. In this situation. And he said if I did it. You ought to do it. Right. Can we do this? Yes. Can we humble ourselves. Before our brothers and sisters. And treat them like they are better than us. Yes. Hmm? Amen. Can we do it? Yes. Are we willing to do it? Yes. Did you take an opportunity to do it? This past week. Yes. If not then you and I are just coming in here smiling at each other. Right. Just. It doesn't mean anything. No, we can say, I can, I can, I am, I, am. I, will. I will. What else does love do? Does no harm. Love does no harm, does no harm. In fact, love will allow itself to be har- harmed before you're harmed. Love will take a bullet for you. Love will get between the problem and you. Jesus did, didn't he? Yes. He got between us and the judgment. He took it upon himself. Love, you know, we well, see, selfishness is perfectly willing for you to suffer if I benefit. Perfectly willing for you to do without it if I can get it. Perfectly willing for you to not get the promotion if I get the promotion. Perfectly willing for you not to get the raise if I get the raise. That Sinners do that. They don't even try to serve God. Completely unchristian. And you got to watch about claiming things. You, it, it, I've seen people do this. And, and they're, they're in a, a company or they're in a situation where there are other Christians. And there's something good going on. And they're believing. Claiming it. And you say, well, all, what about these other Christians? Well, are they praying and believing too. Yeah, well, they're not faith people. Oh, that's ugly. I said, that's ugly. you got to watch about that. What do you mean not faith people? If they have faith in Jesus, that they're saved. What do you call that? Faith. Faith. Come on, Faith. Well, what, you got to watch about throwing these terms. Well, they're not word people. Well, what does their pastor open up at their pulpit every Sunday? What is that? Well, you know what I mean. No, I don't know what you mean. That's why we're talking. No, it's not Okay. Do you know you do not win people by mocking them? You do not win people by making fun of them. Or by making light of them. Implying that they're some kind of second-rate Christian. Hmm? And it's foolish. And it's ignorant. And proud. To act like that you're so high above somebody else in knowledge and faith because you know something about one area that they might not. When they might know something about five other areas, you don't. And all of us just know in part. There's nobody you know, and I do mean nobody. No human, no man, no woman you know today that's right about everything. Including you. Including me. That's right about everything. Why? Because we only know in part. And it's those parts we don't know. Who we can get in trouble. Yes, can make assumptions. Yes. Assume and presume stuff. Yes. Walk in the light you have. Don't judge others. Amen. Be thankful for the light they have. Yes. And if they're. Maybe they don't know some things. About prosperity. Maybe they don't know some things. About speaking in tongues. Maybe they don't know some things. About healing. But if they're walking in all the light they have, they're accepted of the Lord. And they may be doing better than you. Hmm? Because all a man can do, all a woman can do is walk in the light you have. That's all you can do. If you don't know it, you don't know it. And that's why we are told not to judge. We are completely unqualified to judge because we don't know what a man or woman really sees and knows on the inside of them. You don't know that. So we leave the judging to him. We're just happy about everybody that's doing anything for the Lord. We're glad about them, right? And if they really believe in the Lord, you're my brother. So give me your hand. Right? We might need to sing that song again, huh? I care not what church you belong to. Because <laughs> we shouldn't. Now that goes right along with what we're talking about. We said love does no harm. We said number three, love covers. Number four, we said love takes care of. Now if you weren't with us, obviously I don't have time to preach all these, or you'd be here the whole day. (laughs) Just thought I'd check you see how you felt about that. Uh, Moving right along. Number five today, God is teaching us how to love each other, how to keep the New Testament command. How do we do it? We prefer each other. We do no harm to each other. We cover the sins. We don't bring up past mistakes, all that kind of thing. We take care of each other. That's why we got to be rich. Hmm? So we can do stuff for people. Hmm? Rich. And number five, how do we keep the love command? Love edifies. Edifies. Go to 1 Corinthians, please, the eighth chapter. 1 Corinthians, the uh, eighth chapter. 1 Corinthians 8, verse 1. As touching things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but charity edifies. The NIV says, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Say that out loud. Knowledge Knowledge puffs up. up. What does that mean? Huh? People's head gets like that jiffy pop, but... You also know what happens when it gets to, jiffy pup gets too big, right? Wow. <laughs> Beware! You know, particularly knowledge-intensive occupations. You see it more and more and more. You uh, law professionals, doctors, scientists, et cetera, et cetera. You got. 15 years of higher education. You subscribe to all the latest periodicals. You keep up with all the latest research. That means you know about this much. Thank God for what you know. But it is so small in comparison to what God knows. And you see people all the time, they'll tell you what they know, and then they act like that's all there is to be known about it. And you mention getting another opinion or you mention, you know, maybe something else and go, oh, no, no, now this is it. No, this is it, all you know. Yes, yeah. that's, that's right. <laughs> yes. right. yes. And you know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. Yeah. There's all kind of people. Preachers get that way. Yes, sir. Hmm? Yeah. I know uh, Brother Hagan, my father in the faith who's in heaven now, he said uh, more than one time, but in some of the visions that he had with the Lord, the head of the church. He'd tell the Lord, he said, well, Lord, if there's, you know, I've read the New Testament through excess amount of times, he says, and if there's anything in there like that, I don't know it. He said, the Lord looked at him and said, well, son, there's a lot in there you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes you'll hear people, you know, Pounding the pulpit or pounding their Bible. I've read this Bible and I, there's nothing in here. Well, no, hold up, hold up, hold up. There's nothing in there like that. No, you mean there's nothing you've seen. Yeah. Right. That's, right. That's why I've endeavored to watch myself And people say, here are the five steps to this. Well, there might be seven. Right. Might be two you ain't found out about yet. Right? right. Maybe it's better to say, here are three steps I know about. (laughs) Huh? Here are three. I didn't say it was the three or the only three, but it's three. And all of us need to think that way. Right? And that's not just trying to be humble. True humility is simply living in reality. When you're living in pride, it means you're deceived. You're believing lies about what you think you know and what you think you can do. No, we say it out loud. "I I know in part. I know in part. If Paul said that after multiple visions of the head of the church and all the revelation God gave him, what about most people then? They just know part of the part of the part. But knowledge does what? Well, we've done extensive research. (laughs) Exhaustive study. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you can tell they're not about to admit what they don't know. They're about to declare themselves as total authorities on the subject. Excuse me, knowledge. Puffs up. What does love do though? Advice. Now see, pride is always seeking to impress you with what I know. Where I've been in the spirit. My experiences that I've had in God. My faith exploits. I know uh, one time in, in Rama, there were some students talking and uh, one of them is supposed to be testifying, but he's just bragging. <laughs> Telling about all the stuff he had. And supposed to be been a testimony. But, you know, just because people got stuff doesn't necessarily mean it's a good testimony. You don't know how they got it. It's not just what you got. It's how you got it. And uh, finally, this other student he's talking to, these are both first-year students, I overheard them. They were talking kind of loud right beside me. And and the one guy said, he's telling about all this stuff. And finally the other one spoke up. He said, ah, so what? Your pile of ashes will be bigger than mine. (laughs) Because it's all going to melt with fervent heat. I mean, nobody's taking any of this with them. (laughs) And you know, you don't want people impressed with your faith. You want them inspired to believe for themselves. The same thing or better. But all too often the reality is that people secretly don't want you to be above me. Oh, they won't come right out and say it. But they're much happier when my stuff is bigger than yours. And my experience is bigger than yours. I've heard Christians start talking about something, and one told this experience they had. Well, another one told a bigger experience. Well, a little bit later, somebody told a bigger experience than those two. And though they didn't come right out and say it, it's almost like, my experience is bigger than your experience. No, mine is bigger than all three of yours. My experience is bigger than all four of your experiences put together. I really know God. No, I really know God. No, I really know how to pray. No, let me tell you, I, prayer, I wrote the book. (laughs) Faith, I know how to stand. Blessed God, I know how to stand. No, let me tell you how to stand. Let me tell you what real standing is. Ugly. Ugly. First of all, it shows just how immature you are. do not it sound like little kids on the playground? My daddy, whoop your daddy. Uh-uh, yeah, he can. No, he can't. Yeah, my daddy, whoop your daddy with one arm tied behind his back. No, he can't. The third one comes up. My daddy, whoop both your daddies. Same time. With one arm and one foot. Tied. What does that show? It shows immaturity, doesn't it? To feel the need to try to impress. Never try to impress people. Just be impressive. Live a life that is an example. If they notice it, fine. If they don't, fine. Don't, uh, some folk didn't like that. (laughs) Never try to impress people. That is you seeking your own glory. And it is wrong. Jesus said, I don't seek my own glory. I seek the glory of Him that sent me. Amen. Well, we're having fun now, aren't we? Yes. woo Now you remember how excited you were last week about this yes. glory to God. You put it in practice, you will get excited. Yes. Said out loud, knowledge puffs up. Love builds, Love builds up. Say it again. Knowledge puffs up. Love, Love builds, builds, up. builds up. Knowledge, you know, and focusing on my knowledge, camping on my knowledge, has the effect of uh, helping you to live in a false world. Where you think you know more than you really do. It's one reason why you need to keep your head in this book. Why we encourage you to read your chapters. And and stay. Why? Because if you're in this book. In fact. You know the Lord told the king. To get himself a copy. Of the law. The word of God they had at the time. And to read in it regularly. So he wouldn't get lifted up. Above his brethren. How's that going to help you? it helps you in so many ways it's hard to describe it but one thing as you're reading through this book you are continually reminded of what you don't know. <laughs> right? You are continually reminded of how big God is and what you've not yet seen and what you've not yet done what you've not yet achieved it helps bring you back to reality. Yes. Where if all you got Is your letters on the end of your name. And all you do is sit in your chair. And look at your diploma. And all you do is talk about what you know. You can come to believe lies. That you are much more brilliant. And you know much more than you actually do. And live in a lie. And if you live in that vein. You're constantly trying to impress other people. With your knowledge. And does that build them up? Does that edify them? No. This guy that's bragging on all his stuff that he had. Was it edifying his fellow student? No, no it wasn't edifying him. And if you'll just look at people's face while you're talking. I said, if you just look at their face while you're telling all your exploits and all your stories and all your experiences. And ask yourself, why am I telling them this? Why? Why? Many times, if you'll be honest, the answer is to impress them. And if that's true, you ought to shut up immediately and apologize. Because if you cared about them, what would you be interested in? That which edifies them. That which builds them up. That which encourages them. I know uh, the Lord taught me something. Uh, one of those cars we we're talking about, one of the first ones that we got, somebody asked me about I said, boy, is that y'all's car? And I said, yeah, how'd you get that? And I said, well, we believe for it. We believe for it. And when I said that, something bothered me in here. That was the whole conversation. And they said, well, wonderful. And they left. It took me a little while to find out what was wrong with that. And it's not always just the exact word, but it's what's going on inside of you. When you say it and how you say it. And I realized there's something wrong. I said, Lord, what's wrong with that? I Help me. I don't see it. Is there something wrong with that? And he took me through it. He said, Keith, they left impressed with your faith. And no closer to getting their own needs met. They believed God would hear you. And you could believe God and you could get something, but they were no closer than they were before they talked to you. Is that how you want it? I said, no, sir. No, sir, I don't. Forgive me. Help me. Teach me. He said, well, since you asked. (laughs) And then he went on to say, he said, this faith that you believed for it with, you and Phyllis, said, where'd you get it? I said, well, it came from your word. And he said, how'd you get it? I said, well, you revealed it to me. You anointed people to teach and preach it. And you anointed me to reveal it to me and to see it. And he said, and were you tempted to give up and quit several times? I said, oh, yeah, you know I was. He said, didn't I bolster you up? Didn't I encourage you? Didn't I have people preach on it again and again? I had people come on and talk to you about it, didn't I? I said, yes, sir. And he said, who was it that brought it to pass? I said, well, it was you. He said, my word, my faith, my sustaining you, I brought it to pass. And you didn't even mention me. You just said, I believed for it. So I made a correction. I'm not telling you you can't use that phrase, but you need to see the bigger picture, don't you? And when people come and something God has done for you in your life, do you want them to just leave impressed with you? Just leave impressed with your faith? Or do you want them to be encouraged? Do you want them to be edified and built up? Do you want them to see plainly and strongly? God will do the same thing for you. You can have it right now. You can leave bigger than me. You can get bigger than me. Love delights in seeing you excel me. Come on now. Can you all help me with this or not? I said love delights in seeing you excel. Excel me Hmm? If you get a nicer car than me What will love do Love will go glory to God And really mean it You get a bigger house What will love do Oh this is nice Now we've talked about this before But friend Let me encourage you In fact let me charge you By the Lord today Rejoice in one another's victories Not just your own Not just your own Rejoice in one another's victories. Somebody get a new house. You go over with them. You buy them food. Do them a barbecue in their yard. Right? Get them housewarming presents. Come on now. I'm not getting enough shouting in here today. Come on you. Buy stuff for it and, and come make a big deal out of it. I don't care if it's a used car with 200,000 miles on it and rust in one fender, but they didn't have a car, and it's their first car, and it's their first faith victory, make a big deal out of it. Make a big deal out of it. Buy some wax and go rub that thing. I don't care if there's nothing but rust there. Just rub it and go, whoo, glory to God. Faith victory. Are you with me now? Do it. Do it. It pleases the Lord. Why? It ain't about the car. It's about love. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank I've had people do that with me, and it just—it sticks with me to this day. People that's not here anymore. People that are in heaven. I know I got a used car one time. I'd been wanting one, and it was a couple of years old, but it was a nice one. It was a sports car. And a friend of mine found out I was picking it up in this certain city. He met me. He dressed up. He came, brought part of his family. They met me. Brought me a jacket that went with the car. <laughs> We're in the dealership. He said, oh, Brother Keith, that's pretty. Ooh, that's pretty. Just made a big deal out of it. And when we got ready to go, he said, oh, no, no, you got to come to my house. So said, why? He said, uh, my boy's going to wash that car and wax it for you. Oh, hallelujah. He said, that's what I made him for. <laughs> so we went to the house. And... Uh, and he wouldn't let me touch He said, no, no, you got to sit down. Me and you going to sit down right here. He pulled some chairs back and they made us some sandwiches and brought us sandwiches. I'm sitting there with a sandwich and two on the side and a glass of tea. And he said, boys, you missed a spot right there, right there. So he, he said, Whoo, that's pretty. Oh, that's pretty. Just made a big deal afternoon out of it. A used car. I remember it to this day. That car's long gone. I don't care about that car but that love stays with me throughout my life. Why? Why did he do it? was never about the car. Oh, do you see this? Rejoice in one another's victories. Rejoice. Help people celebrate. Why don't more people do that? Why don't more people do that? A couple of reasons. Number one is if it didn't happen for them, they're not all that excited about it. Hmm? That's ugly. That's not Christian. Number two, it costs a little money. It's going to cost you some money to do some of these things. That's why you've got to be rich. Reason number 985, why you're supposed to be rich. <laughs> so you can help people celebrate faith victories. We're not celebrating enough. As the church. We haven't been celebrating enough. Celebrate even seemingly small victories. Celebrate them. Make a big deal out of them. Now I haven't digressed. Knowledge does what? What does love do? Love builds you up. Edifies you. I know some of the strongest ministries in the world today. That I've had opportunity to fellowship with. Anytime I'm able to fellowship with somebody who's stronger and ministries much bigger and further reaching than our own. I'm always curious. I try not to bother them with questions. But I'm asking the Lord, Lord, what is it about this person that you like that pleases you? That you can bless them further than you have others. I'd like to see it. What is it? Things don't just happen. There are reasons why. You know something I have seen again and again and again and again. With people whose ministries have just gotten huge and global and big and far reaching. They care about somebody beside theirself. They are not just trying to build their ministry. They're always building somebody else's ministry. They're always helping somebody else. And I have found the people that are the strongest like this, that God has used the most, they excel in edifying the brethren. You can be with, and you know they got all kind of stuff going on, but you can be with them for just a few minutes and they make you feel like that you are called and anointed and on fire and about to break through into big, something big in God and just make you feel wonderful about yourself and what God's doing in your life. God loves this. This pleases Him. Yes, sir. Are you in First Corinthians? Go to the 14th chapter. I'm thinking about... Starting to get ready to close. 1 Corinthians 14 is where we're going. While you're going there, I'm going to read some other scriptures to you. You're going to 1 Corinthians 14. Listen to this scripture. Romans fifteen two, Each of us should please his neighbor for his good to build him up. 1 Corinthians 10, uh, 23 and 24. Uh, look not only for yourselves, but look out for the good of others. 10.33. He said, I endeavor to please everyone. I don't want to just do what is best for me. I want to do what is best for others. Philippians 2, four. Look not every man on his own things, but every man on the things of others. Are you getting a recurring thought here? Galatians 5. Don't use uh, your liberty as an occasion to the flesh. By love, serve one another. 2 Corinthians 13, 9. He said, we pray you're all around strengthening and perfecting of soul. We're interested in you being edified in 1 Corinthians 14. Look at the 12th verse. 1 Corinthians 14. What does love do? Love edifies. Say it three or four times. Love edifies. Say it again. Love edifies. One more time. Love Now, that's a King James word. What does edify mean? How does that work out in the real world? Numerous ways. Edify means to be built up. It can also have the idea of getting stronger. It can also have the idea of increase and expansion. Notice this. He said, 1 Corinthians 14, And 12, even so you, for as much as you are zealous of spiritual gifts or spirituals, seek that you may excel to the edifying of the church. He said, you guys are hungry for gifts of the spirit and manifestations of the spirit. That's great. That's good. That's fine. But, see, keep what we've already heard today in context with this whole passage. He said, when you're speaking in tongues, you're edifying yourself. But the other's not edified. He said, uh, he said, I speak with tongues more than all of you. But in the church, I'd rather just speak a few words with my own understanding that somebody that hears it could be edified than 10,000 words in a tongue and I'm the only one being edified. Oh, can you see this now? Amen. If we grow in love and we're keeping the love command, we will be constantly monitoring and aware of my actions and my words' effect on others. And it is not just about me being edified, built up, increased, expanded. If that's all I'm interested in, I'm not keeping the love command. And sometimes people think, because well, I'm in ministry. I give my life for my ministry. Whose ministry? I give my life for my church. Whose church? Come on. And oh, people are missing it in this area, right and left, big time. Amen. No. If you love other people, you want to help their church grow. Yes. Huh? Yes. Help you. Help your neighbor. Help your fellow man in business. Yes. Help your competitor. Yes. 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 Hmm? Oh, no, no. Uh, you know business is war no, no, no. we don't live by what's the guy that wrote that Art of War Song Tzu. we don't that's not our Bible that's right that's right no that's not even our source no. there's something far more important than a sale Amen. your witness Amen. something more, far more important than making an extra profit your witness Amen. and it is a witness it is a witness to people in this dog eat dog cutthroat world when you stand up and you say, Well, I, I don't want you to be out. No, I mean, if somebody's got to eat this, I'll do it. It's too quiet in this church. Why? It takes faith to do What do you mean? You, it takes faith to believe I am not just going to wind up without. God will take care of me. I'm going to come out better. Amen. Even though it looks like I'm getting taken. Even though it looks like I'm having to eat this. I will come out better. Yes. Yes. But there's something more important than this money. Yes. It's my witness. Yes. And how will all men know that we are his? By, By this kind of love. Yes. Yes. The love that says. Uh, you know this always. Everybody around you. You're thinking. How can I help them get bigger? How can I help them get stronger and delight in it and enjoy? You know, Paul said this. He said, all seek their own. And that's what most people do. They want theirs to get bigger. You help me to get bigger. Well, what if you never help anybody get theirs bigger? Then you've got no seed in the ground for anybody to help you to get bigger. Hmm? No seed in the ground. Well, nobody will help me. Well, who do you help? Everything produces after its own kind. Love edifies. Amen. He said, seek. He said, yeah, you desire spiritual gifts. Yeah, you know, talking in tongues and prophesying and all he things. Yeah, but seek yes. that you may excel. Somebody say excel. 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 excel to the edifying, the building up, the increasing, the getting stronger, the expansion yes. of the church. Yes. Say it out loud. Stand up on your feet. Seriously, say this and pray this. Say it out loud. Father God, Father God I, love you. I love you. You love me. You love me. Your, love is in my heart. your love is in my heart. I have the love command. I have the love command. Thank, you Thank you for personally, for personally. Teaching, me teaching me how to keep the love command. And I'm setting myself myself. right now. now, I am desirous desirous to excel to to the edifying edifying. of my brothers and my sisters. sisters. Show me me. how to get good, how to to become very effective effective. at at building up, making stronger. Making bigger my brother, my sister. Give me opportunities. Give me words, knowledge, wisdom, anointing, money, resources. And enable me and allow me to build up my brothers. Edify my sisters in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lift your hands and praise Him, son. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.